Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 13. We're talking about cyberstalking with Julian Alonzo Martin. This is Act 2. So if you haven't seen Act 1, I recommend you go back and listen to it because there's a lot of details you're going to need to really appreciate some of the threats you're going to hear in this act. So Act 2 here, we're talking impersonation and misspellings. And we're just going to continue on with this whole threat chain that Julian Alonzo Martin has been putting together against his ex-wife and his ex-wife's stepfather, who he's never even met at this point. And the stepfather works at a school, and Julian, we last left you, made a claim to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children that the ex-wife's stepfather was viewing child pornography on his personal computers. So shit's about to get real real for pretty much everybody in this case now. So like I said, this case, it's there's so many parallels with the Jason Lydell case that we brought to you in the last season. Because now, Julia Martin starts impersonating people. He starts impersonating his ex-wife on Instagram and starts posting comments about his ex-wife's stepfather on the school's Instagram page, claiming that the stepfather was a pedophile and under FBI investigations. If that confused you, I'm so sorry. I know there's so many links in there. Let me say this again. You've got the criminal Julian Martin. Okay. He's impersonating somebody, his ex-wife. Okay. That's another person he's threatening. While he's impersonating her, he's saying as her, that her stepfather is a pedophile on the stepfather's school Instagram page. Yeah, that's kind of crazy shit, right? So here I have the actual post for you. This says he is a pedophile. Now I'll say throughout here, Martin misspells everything. He misspells pedophile. I'm not going <laughs> to point you to it every time, but he misspells pedophile every single time. And that's something they noted in the court documents to kind of show that these fake accounts are probably Martin behind the scenes because every fake account just spelled pedophile the same way incorrectly. So again, he says he is a pedophile and your school defends him against the police. Why? Sounds real weird coming from the guy's stepdaughter, right? Why do you think the FBI is investigating him? He is, again, he misspells a bunch of stuff here. I apologize. It looks like hot. He Jewish and he married a trans, married a man. Y'all are sick people. So he posted that as his ex-wife on the school's Facebook page about the ex-wife's stepfather. That's mind-blowing to me. So then Martin, on October 16th, 2020, emailed the stepfather's private school again and misspelling pedophile in here in the same manner and just starts sending more of this, these threats, I guess, or harassments to the school about the stepfather. And it says... You have an unregistered pedophile, again spelled wrong, working in your school. And he is married to a transvestite man who thinks he's a woman. Can you be gay and Jewish and teach my child? I'm pulling Liat from his school and filing charges against this school. Good day to you. And again, I'm sorry, I'm pausing when I'm reading this and stuff. There's misspellings and it's just horrible grammar. But you can see he has something against several different uh, protected communities and he has no qualms about 
sharing it in an email with the stepfather's private school. So you would think, man, that was crazy. I can't believe he's impersonating and screwing with the guy's career at school. Well, he, he escalates it even further. Now he begins to pose that he's an actual FBI agent while stalking his ex-wife and the stepfather as well. So stalking both of them, the ex-wife and the stepfather and attempting to ruin the stepfather's reputation. And the reason why, according to the court documents, is to pressure the ex-wife to allow Martin to have more access to his son. So then on October 1st, 2020, Martin called the stepfather's private school and claimed he was an FBI. He searched the stepfather's office. He said that records show or records did show that Martin used a different phone number generated by the app text. Now, now we talked about this way long time ago. It was in season one, I think somewhere around episodes one through five, where you can make these fake phone numbers on the internet. Text now is one of the popular ones to do that. So Martin used this application to do that, to make it look like it came from somewhere else. And that, you know, at least in Martin's mind, made it more difficult for law enforcement to track him making these threats and harassments. October 15th, Martin called his ex-wife from his number, but he pressed star six, seven, which doesn't make the number go through for the receiving party. So it, it either says like anonymous or caller ID unknown or something along those lines. So during this call, he claimed to be a sergeant with the FBI, he wanted to speak with the ex-wife. You know, so our, now we have him impersonating law enforcement, which legally for him is probably not going to be a good thing in the end. The next day, the stepfather's private school received three phone calls from a spoofed number, meaning one of these fake phone numbers that I just talked about with like text now. He left a voicemail stating he was a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation Endangered and Exploited Trafficked Children. He further stated that he had team members and an appointment to search through offices at the private school and had court orders to search all property in the school, which is an odd statement. Why would you have an appointment if you have court orders? You know, the FBI, basically, if they have a search warrant, they don't make an appointment. They just show up and do the search. So kind of an odd statement. And that shows you that it's probably not a real law enforcement officer making this voicemail. It's Julian Martin. Later on, they took this, these voicemails and they showed it to other witnesses that knew Julian Martin. And they said, do you recognize the voice? And they all said, ah, oh, yep, yep. That's Julian. Julian made these calls. All right. So then Martin directly threatens his ex-wife too. And we'll get into a little bit of this. Here's some text messages or no, you can't really tell. I think it's text messages that Martin sent directly to his ex-wife. He says stuff like, you know, you've been done, get over yourself. And then you see him initiate a video chat and it looks like she didn't accept it. So it says missed video chat. And then she says, we both have a restraining order. You're not supposed to contact me, which is the first communication I've seen of her in this case at all. I saw very little from her in all the court documents. It was pretty much just Martin threatening her over and over and over. But at this one point, it sounds like she stood up for herself and said, I have a restraining order. Stop fucking with me. That seems to set him off because then he misspells a ton of shit. He says, I'm glad you're done. Yeah. <laughs> he meant to say, I'm glad you're done. And then he goes on to say, now I'm opening up every credit line in your name. Fuck your financial future. I'm calling CPS every day. Now I'm ruining everyone's lives around you until I get my son. Go fuck yourself. You stupid bitch. 
go kill yourself. Fuck your restraining order. He says, you fucking evil demon. And then the son's name wants his dad. You're the devil. Again, it should be Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, the devil. But hey, we'll let it slide again. The next set of threats, this looks like it came across Facebook Messenger. Oh, God. And Julian says, and I regret not doing more to you. I should have ended everything right then and there and busted your whole grill open and went to jail. So there's a physical threat. I imagine law enforcement paid attention to that. He goes on to say, a part of me probably did want to do way more to you. I can't lie. You think I felt good about what I did. I should have done what I was supposed to do, what my main plan was, to take the child and leave you that very next day after we thought or fought. I'm sorry, there's a, it's kind of overwritten. I think it's fought. And he goes on and says, so, so bad, so bad. I want to hurt somebody real bad, like a guy who thinks he's my child's dad. You know what I want to do. I'm tired of calling people. Man, imagine just getting this every single day. He continues and says, before I kill somebody, I will fuck your life up. So as long as I live, somebody better come kill me right now. Fuck being nice to you. Taught me how to not love any fucking thing. And with that, I hope you're holding your head like me because that's a lot of threats and we're not even done. And I'm going to pause here because this is the end of act two. Okay. You're going to have to come back tomorrow to hear where the threats start to ratchet up even more. So if you liked anything in this act, please like subscribe, thumbs up, follow, whatever the positive affirmation thing is on your application that you're either listening to or watching us on. Visit our website if you haven't. It's eCrimeBytes. Bytes spell the computer way. Y as in yellow milk. And with that, please do come back. We're going to get right into more threats where they ratchet up in Act 3. And as you can imagine, as he's ratcheting up, law enforcement is paying attention and they're going to come knocking on his door very shortly. Trust me. All right, we'll see you soon on Act 3. Thanks. Thanks.